So those of you who are fearful of trying to earn your salvation, to be good enough because maybe God doesn't like you and you fail in sin, hogwash. It's the cross of Jesus. It's good enough for all the sins or none of them. But you can't just pick and choose. Let that be your freedom. Let that be your song of joy. That when you look at people who are lost, you know, I've got the answer. It's the cross. And it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your sin. That's why Jesus came. He died for our sins so we could be forgiven. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. In this continued live message coming out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Victor tackles the reality of spiritual warfare head-on as scripture reveals that our weapons in this battle are not physical and our power and strength come from God alone. Join us as we explore what it looks like to break free from the spiritual strongholds in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Here is Victor Marks with part two of Victory in Spiritual Warfare. And if you've been forgiven, then the Bible says, The blood that Jesus shed on the cross washes it all away. It's not even recorded in some sin book. It's done. Oh, you used to be addicted. Yeah. Porn. You you know, your your eyes. Let me tell you what. You can have complete victory over porn. Complete. The enemy may, oh, but you, no. Now, you may have to exercise great judgment. You may have to, what's that verse? It says, daily, pick up your cross, deny yourself. Is that a good one for that? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole disciple thing. Yeah, you actually have to die to yourself with that, right? Give no room for the flesh. Give no provision for the, <laughs> I had a friend one time whose life was really jacked up. And I had led him to the Lord, so that kind of shows you. You know, I was like, holy smokes. And he said, Vic, my life is just, he was doing good as a Christian for a while, but then not good. His business just boom. And he was upside down. He's just, ah. And I said, man, listen to me. I'll come over to the house. We're going to pray. He's all right. I'll go over. He was, he at one point was very successful business guy. And I, and I looked at him and said, look at me. I, let's just start with the ground basics. I believe this with all my heart. If someone's life is completely jacked up, Let's do a spiritual check. And I said, is there anything in your mind that you can think of that, you know, is sin and you haven't really repented for it? I mean, I was expecting it. Now he goes, oh, yeah. I went, that was kind of fast. He goes, yeah, I got a lot of stuff. I said, okay. What? He goes, man, I got tons of dirty books. I go, <laughs> okay, well, don't you think you should repent and get rid of them? He's like, yeah, but these are classics. <laughs> yeah, classically keeping you in bondage. For him, it had become a stronghold in his life. A stronghold. 
that is keeping him from doing and experiencing a relationship with God. And, and, I, and I was like, I said, bro, look here, you got to, you got to repent. That's wrong. But I says, we can't look at another woman in lust and, uh-uh, your wife, man, boom, laser points on her. That's it. Put shuttles on everything else. I said, get rid of him. He, he goes, okay. And then he looked at me and goes, I'm going to just tell you, I can't do it. You have to get rid of him. And he went in his garage and pulled out these couple of boxes. And he goes, get rid of them. He says, because I just, I can't tear much. I said, well, at least it's act of obedience. Put him in my car. I drove to my house. I made a fire. I started throwing him things. Put them in there. Boom, boom. I said, Lord, you know. And, uh, and then at a certain point, the flame kind of stopped a little bit. Because there was too many magazines. And then it folded open. And there was a naked woman right there. And I was like, holy smokes. And I grabbed the little fire thing. I'm like, you better hurry up and burn, you little devil book right there. What are you going to do to not give yourself a chance? If you get trouble with porn, you know, these little phones, smartphones. I mean, an eighth grade kid can see more horrible images that would have taken... In 1950, a man to travel the world to see, he can see it by this click. The enemy, his schemes, what he's trying to do to keep. And believe me, he's going after kids. It's not just adults. I tell people, if you struggle with a porn because of a smartphone, get a dumb phone. You know, break that thing. Get you one that won't, right? Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world any longer, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may be able to prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Do you want God's perfect will for your life? If you don't, everything I'm talking about is just blah, blah, blah. With a Cajun accent. You have to daily want God's best for you in your life if you're going to experience that joy. So single people, loneliness, you got to go, I, I want Jesus more than I want someone else. Because guess what? When you get married, you got to do the same thing. And God's got you somebody. Don't worry. Don't worry. If he wants you to never be married, he'll give you the grace to never be married. If you don't have the grace, you ain't supposed to be single forever. He's going to bring you somebody. I got a friend of mine who was all tripping about, you know, oh, he's worried. I'm never going to have a girl. I'm never going to get married because he had a deformity of sorts he didn't have an arm and he's thinking what woman is going to want to date me right and actually he didn't have two he didn't have any arms he didn't have any legs either his name is Nick have you ever heard of him yeah Nick He's known for the guy with no arms and legs. And when people tell me that, I'm like, why are you profiling, man? So, I, uh, me and Nick are good friends. He just put me in his last book that he wrote. Next year, we're praying about doing a, a tour together, an evangelistic outreach of us, 10 cities around the country, hitting all the schools and then ending in a, a nice crusade event in the city. So be praying for us about that. But, you know, can you imagine what he had to go through? I mean, girls, you're standing in front of the mirror going... No, shoes, no. Ah, uh. Next going, no arms, no legs. 
but I'm a hunk, right? <laughs> and he had to trust God. And he did. He trust, he trusted. I mean, he, he, same emotions, same feelings as anybody. And God ended up bringing him a woman. And now he's married. As a matter of fact, they have a little baby. Yeah, so, so please, single people, think about that. Think about that. It's so important. And God will take care of you. Don't let a stronghold in your mind. And the battle is in the mind. Amen? The battle's in your mind. The key to winning victory in this area, I believe, is taking every thought captive. Every thought captive. You hear something, and sometimes it's not the yells of the enemy. It's his whispers. It's his insistent whispers that wear you down. Men, you're not going to be able to provide. You're not going to be able to provide. You can't, you know. Or for some of you, it's death. Oh, death. Yeah, I'm going to die. I don't, and all of a sudden, you live and you're paralyzed by that. Well, guess what? You are going to die. Boo. But my goodness, don't you let the spirit of fear come on you and run you. Your fear of death should be changed to a joy of being with Jesus. Because we win. We win. I had a friend of mine uh, last year passed away. Young guy, the kind that's not supposed to die, right? I mean, not him. Young pastor, two little boys, beautiful wife, just, uh, Pastor Brent Yim. For those of you who, who knew or heard him, uh, this guy was on fire for the Lord. I mean, on fire. And uh, he got the brain cancer. And uh, I was with him and, uh, and see his courage. And, and he just modeled it so well. And he went through all the pain, the treatments and all that. But he kept his eyes on Jesus. He knew. He didn't want to leave his wife and kids. You don't know how hard that is. But he knew. Well, God, your will. I mean, you think you're in control? Not of death. God already has it entered in. So you don't have to worry. Relax. You know, relax. It's God's will. That's good and perfect. He knows. And Brent, the last thing. I I have a book of last quotes from people that they're dying bed. And the last thing Brent ever said to me, I was sitting with him and the left side of his body was just pretty much gone. And uh, it was sad. It was sad. Uh, but he had rolled up a little piece of paper. And about all the strength he had, he threw it at me and hit me in my chest. <laughs> That's the type of guy who was just aggravating. <laughs> no, he was intense, competitive. And he hit me. I made a bigger wall and threw it at him. <laughs> And then he, he couldn't talk. Uh, he wasn't talking at all. He just kind of, and then he, he dozed off. And when he dozed off, I was, I was sitting there just, and I really, I was just going, Lord, I wouldn't have done it this way. Not him. There's some other people that I could suggest. <laughs> well, Brent, and you know what? In this quiet moment, in his room, he comes out of this sleep and goes, the wrath of God. And he yells it. And I jump. I was like, oh my gosh. 
Lord, I'm sorry. I started repenting. What did I do? I, uh, uh. And I was like, if you were trying to brand something in my soul forever, you did. You scared me, but I ain't ever going to forget that. So those of you who are fearful of trying to earn your salvation, to be good enough because maybe God doesn't like you and you fail in sin, hogwash. It's the cross of Jesus. It's good enough for all the sins or none of them. But you can't just pick and choose. Let that be your freedom. Let that be your song of joy. That when you look at people who are lost, you know, I've got the answer. It's the cross. And it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your sin. That's why Jesus came. He died for our sins so we could be forgiven. I carry this note around with me. And it's from a kid who, uh, his name's Joseph Hall, 12 years old, and it's a Bible study. I know you can't see, but it's just listed scriptures, boom, 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 boom. And uh, he's 12 years old, and he says, thank you, everyone, for praying for me. His name is Joseph. I first met Joseph at 10 years old in a maximum security prison. He's in for killing his dad. One of the most tragic things, 60 Minutes was doing a story on his father, who was a white supremacist. And, uh, I mean, the next day, the father, it was, it, was, it was horrible. The stepmom had woke Joseph up and said, your dad is going to kill us. You've got to kill him tonight. Because he had threatened to take out all the smoke detectors and burn the house down. He actually had did. And uh, the mom told him where to get the gun. And he went up to his father out of fear and he shot him in his ear and killed him. And the stepmother immediately called the police and said, my stepson has just killed his dad. Please help us. He'll be in prison a very long time. But the good news is he gave his life to Christ amidst all the trauma. And the good news is he's turned to the Bible. And at 12 years old, he's now leading a Bible study in a youth prison. Isn't that amazing? So, you guys, what do you think God can't do in your life? What are the restrictions you're putting on yourself? And uh, I just want to pray, you know, for any of you here that really, you, you don't really know the potential that God has in store for you. In your singleness, in your marriedness, in your uh, widowness, in your grandparentness, in your high school teenageness. I pray especially for y'all, high schoolers. I got five children. At one point, three of my kids were teenagers in our house. And that's when you just want to pour Benadryl on each little orange juice. You have allergies today. It's bad. It's bad. And then I want to pray for anybody here who you may not know the Lord. You may, you may be sitting there and you're really just going, I don't get it. Yeah, you're kind of funny, more weird than like humorous. But the Bible stuff, I mean, I just devil, smevel, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I've met the devil. I've met Satan in person, through a person. And guess what? He's a bully and a coward. And he's the father of lies. I'm going to tell you right now, 
I was praying for a girl in a youth prison, the largest one in Texas, maximum security. As a matter of fact, we were doing a Bible study first, and this girl started manifesting a demon. It was so real that all the other locked up girls, all the other gang members, man, they all kind of huddled in a corner. And then the guards were like, do something, man, do something. I was like, you do something. It's your job. I'm, I'm just here, you know, to feel good. How you ever going to feel good going to prison? This demon started talking and, uh, and they brought her to her cell. And I said, okay. And I was, man, I was nervous. I never really dealt with something that intense, right? And I'll, I'll just kind of combine it to make it faster. But I, you know, I get scared at the wrong times for probably the wrong things, right? Like, did I wash my hands good enough before I eat this sandwich? I don't catch the bird flu or whatever, right? I mean, I'm just like, got to pray over the chicken. Lord, just help that little piece of chicken. In the... But I, this demon was, it was horrible. Just really manifest pretty nasty. And, and, uh, and I, I'm like kneel down and it's a little girl. She's, she's a little girl pretty girl just adorable just like a little girl you want to bring home and just make her your daughter except she had a demon in her that that's that that's kind of a deal breaker right there uh unless you got neighbors you don't like but i kneeled down and said hey uh hey and all of a sudden this thing goes i guess you're gonna say i'm possessed and i just I just started laughing. I'm sorry. I think of the craziest things. I was like, I don't think I have to. It's going to obvious. I mean, really, that's, I just snickered and, which makes the devil mad because he, he bullies on fear and all that. And all of a sudden he started speaking stuff out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to get you free, girl. It's like, what did Jesus do? Okay, he's getting, we got the swine. I need swine. I'm in a prison. I'm, we ain't getting no swine. I'm thinking, y'all got any sausage in the kitchen? I, I, I need a link. I need something just to get in the, get in the bacon. Get in, get in the bacon. Uh, I'm sorry. If you think I'm joking, I'm not. That's how I, I, my mind is not right. I was on, a lot of meds back in the day. And uh, I was sitting there. And this girl, I said, hey, you know, uh, this devil. And I said, okay. I was like, all right, in the authority of Jesus Christ, I command you to tell me your name. And all of a sudden, things got born. Looking, I am Satan. Now, you see how you feel right now? Like, ah, oh. Oh, Satan. Say. Well, that was kind of me for a moment. I was like, oh. I'm thinking like, and then in my mind, I'm thinking, is that like Satan with a capital S? Or I used one of his little workers who, you know, demon of insecurity, uses a megaphone. I am Satan. And I said, like, well, whoever you are, you know, Christ, you got to come in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Because he's Satan. He's not equal to God. He's a created being. He's a fallen angel. Right? And long story longer, that girl did get delivered. She did get delivered. And uh, her name is Christy. Christy with a K. And I always say it because 
I told us at Christie, when God leads me to tell people, I'm going to tell them about you so that they will pray for you. And y'all remember Christy. It has been many years now. She was 15 at the time. Gosh, I think she's 22. She called me not long ago. She has my number. And she's like, hey, papi. Because she don't have no dad. Her dad was a Satanist who abused her. And as all, she was pregnant at 13. She named the baby Devin. I saw the baby. I seen this child. It's crazy blown up background. But pray for Christy. She gave her life to the Lord. And she's got a lot of struggles. Wouldn't you think? She has PTSD from her past trauma, but Jesus is never going to give up on her. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.